Welcome to House Party, a podcast where home and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. We we have finished the finale of Rocket Block. And as dessert, we got to interview the showrunner of Rocket as- Block. And, des- and dessert sweet it is. It was so sweet. It was a cool opportunity to ask all the questions we wanted to ask throughout Literally the Literally all the times that we're recording throughout this last like six week period when we've been like, I wonder or like, why would they do? We got to ask Patrick all those questions. So yeah. we have Patrick Burns who reached out to us. Um, he emailed us at podcastrealtor.com. <laughs> Like you all should. And he, you know, he clarified some some questions that we have, um, gave us a little taste of behind the scenes scoop. And we said, well, Patrick, you have to come on the podcast. And he was all for it. So, um, yeah, we just we just spent the last hour and a half nerding out over reality shows. Yeah, we had a full HGTV nerd out it with Patrick, fun. and it was it was really fun. Um, specifically, season three of Rock the Block, but also touching upon season two. He was the showrunner for season two, also. Um, so we talked about you know some of the teams that were on that season, Nate and Jeremiah, and then also just the Penasons and how he, he loves working with Ty Pennington. Trademark. <laughs> Trade. I need to trademark that. But yeah, this this was so fun. Rachel, we we both saw the finale. We 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 know that Egypt and Mike are the the champions of Rock the Block season 3. Uh-huh. Their house had the highest appraised value. Um what did you think of the finale? Maybe it would help if I just read you my quick notes that I that I took. Yeah, I'd read them as long as they're not like tedious notes. I don't think so. The first thing I wrote is Keith's quote. I keep thinking that the losses will hurt less, but we're on five at this point and they hurt really bad still. No. <laughs> Poor Keith. Poor Keith and Evan didn't win a challenge. Never, win, never won one. Didn't and win the show. <laughs> I, I messaged you while I was watching and I was like, wait, so, you know, Brian and Mika didn't win a challenge either, but they won the whole thing last season. So obviously mm-hmm. Keith and Evan are holding on to this, this dream that they could win it all only to have their hearts crushed. Mm-hmm. I did wonder this, this challenge this week was designing the third floor bonus space and mm-hmm. they turned theirs into a spa room with a sauna and a wall full of candles. <laughs> and they painted it this bright sunshine yellow color. And I just wrote, uh-huh. what spas have you been going to? <laughs> um, a- again, A for effort. But I was, I was a bit confused by the execution here. Well, and also I was just... I. I... I was when one of them goes, I think Keith or someone goes, we're putting in a sauna. Like who would think of that? I was like, (laughs) Jenny and Dave (laughs) season episode three, Jenny and Dave did that. But yeah, it it just really showed kind of the reality of the fact that they, they had no idea what the other teams were doing. And they all thought that they were so original when they were coming up with these ideas. Totally. I mean, wasn't that so fun to see them go through each of the houses at the very end and yeah. and see like 
oh my god like just seeing egypt hit the floor when she <laughs> saw like she was literally floored upon looking at keith and evan's bathroom i mean it was impressive it's like you've said it it belongs in architectural digest it does but i think i also likened it to a cryotherapy chamber (laughs) they can be both they're not mutually exclusive it's shaped like a cryotherapy chamber but it's tiled like it belongs in arc digest and it's designed but yeah no i think it was an interesting choice, like that wall of candles that Keith and Evan had in their spa. <laughs> that just looked like um, a fire hazard to me. While it looked awesome, like all those tea lights, yeah, fire hazard, not practical, all these things. They got dinged hard for that. They're like, what? By the, the judges, <laughs> which did we already say were Drew Scott and Brian Amika Kleinschmidt. Yeah. The property brother found his way upon set. And and he knows his stuff. He's a real estate agent. So yeah. And then Mika and Mika's a real estate agent also, aside yeah. from being good at design. I thought they were a fun trio to watch. Um mm-hmm. I, I love Brian and Mika. Obviously, like we love Drew and Jonathan Scott. Uh, it was fun to watch the three of them uh, you know, evaluate and assess, go down the slide in Jenny and Dave's bonus space, the spiral side totally yeah i loved brian's uh corny jokes they were in the nursery so three three of the teams i believe did a nursery space right i was surprised about that uh the the idea being that people buyers feel emotional when they Mm -hmm. see a nursery and it makes them feel emotionally attached to the house i had never heard that before a staging um strategy i think yeah had not heard of that before makes sense in theory uh the fact that the nursery was on the third floor though gave me cause for pause like just put baby up in the attic yeah like are you really (laughs) going to be lugging up and downstairs to to go nurse in the middle of the night that seemed inconvenient but i understand the idea behind it sure yeah, I did note that somehow they got Drew Scott to say oyster oven when they did. <laughs> I missed that <laughs> when they were doing the tour of the backyard. Drew goes, oh, and it's an oyster oven. I was like, OK, you were prepped to say that. Yeah, we did get a, an email from a from a listener. We sure did. We would love to give a shout out to Jen from Woodstock, Georgia, who lived in Charleston for eight years. And worked in the Somerville, South Carolina area, which is where this neighborhood is. Didn't she like work for a builder too? Yes. She knows like, her she stuff. Is, she is on the beat. Like she knows. Thank you, Jen, for writing in and to our, our, our prompt. First, you're right, she says. No such oh, thing. The prom- and the prompt, the prompt was, what is an oyster? Like, please explain oyster oven. Yes, I apologize. It, is it a thing? Do people use them? What is the oyster culture in South Carolina? <laughs> and and Jen had this to say. First, you're right. No such thing as an oyster oven. Props for trying. Oyster roasts do happen at private homes in the fall, winter, and some early spring, and are a really great thing about living so close to the coast. That said, oyster roasts are done a few ways. The prettiest way is to build out your yard for an oyster roast. Sorry. 
Oyster rows are done a few ways. The prettiest way to build out your yard for an oyster roast would be to set up a pit, more similar to Evan and Keith's design, with a roasting rack on top or a Sea Island Forge fire kettle to roast or steam the oysters on. Then design it with a long, high-top dining table to dump that out to dump them out on for everyone to gather around and shuck. Mm. Sounds fun. Yeah. I'm down. I want an oyster roast. Yeah, I want to do go. that. But let's not call it an oyster oven. Clarity. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Anyway, so Rock the Block is officially, ch- chapter three has closed. Um, we called and it. And like Rachel said, we... <laughs> We called it. <laughs> we knew it. Egypt and Mike. I think it was it was pretty much signed, sealed, delivered when they added that square footage for the hallway to the garage, though. Like, yeah, you know, adding square footage to a house when the competition is all about adding value is kind of going to put you up at the top. Um, so as like Rachel said, as a little bit of dessert, as in. Am I using this right or maybe wrong? A mousse bouche? No. A mousse bouche is like an appetizer thing. Never mind. A nightcap. Yes. As a nightcap. I like that. So as a nightcap, we have our interview with Patrick Burns, the showrunner, who gives us all the lovely little details that we've ever wanted to know. So check that out right now. Okay, so we are here with Patrick Burns. He is the showrunner of Rock the Block and your executive producer as well, Patrick. I am, I am. Awesome. And you've been with the show for all three seasons? No, just the last two. Uh, okay. Seasons two and three, when it went from the four individual designers in season one, when they kind of blew it up. Uh, right. I came in for seasons two and three. And by blew it up, you mean you hired Ty Pennington to be the host. Right. <laughs> well, that was sort of, I, I, I loved uh, an earlier comment I think you guys made about the penaissance. The penaissance, yes. yes. And, and I'm right, I'm here for it. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm a huge Ty fan. Uh, Ty and I actually uh, worked on a project before he became super famous. It was a pilot for a show called Exhausted. Uh, and he was a fresh phrase young kid. The premise being like Fear Factor, we kept people up for 24 hours and then asked them to do like silly <sighs> stuff. Wow. And, and Ty and I spent 24 hours, uh, you know, on the top of a, a, a roof on a lot at, uh, at Paramount. Uh, so it was, it was pretty, pretty interesting to sort of reconnect with him. Was he Why one of I- the ones? Yeah. Was he one of the ones that was kept up and was exhausted? No, no, no. Oh. Ty was the host. He was a young oh, okay. host that was uh, angling for like uh, a gig. He might've been doing, I don't know for sure if this was pre-trading spaces, but he was, he was, uh, he was a young a young, handsome, fun dude, <laughs> and 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 uh, and he's still as awesome as he is today. Yeah, that's awesome. he's like, what about me now? He's showing <laughs> off uh, the bod on on Instagram. All the time. I know we love Ty's posts on Instagram. <laughs> uh, the dancing and the thrusting and uh, <laughs> yes, so much <laughs> thrusting. He's got such a great sense of humor. He really is a he's an OG. He's, he's a legend of that field, and and our teams when we're not shooting, are just entertained to, at no, to no end by him, his, his cocktail party shtick. He's, he does basically his version of stand-up for them in between takes and cuts and if we're waiting for a plane or whatever, and it's just laughter. 
That's it, so funny. It actually looks like so much fun to be there. I'm sure the the designers and the teams might feel differently at certain points um, when they're pulling their their hair out, but it it does look like it's a lot of fun. It looks like the teams really got along. Tell us about the show this season. Um, were there any surprises? Did did anything kind of get in the way of uh, you guys producing the show? For me. Uh, season two went remarkably well, um, you know, with double the cast uh, and, and a brand new location and all the all the newness, twice the size of the homes were twice as big. Uh, enormous. And, and, mm-hmm. and it, did, it did really well. But, you know, and I'm sure you guys can understand this, like when you get another shot at it, you really want to make it better because um, I don't know how long I'll be doing these. Um, so it was really important for me to sort of try and break it down and methodically sort of figure out on my end like what I would do differently. So, uh, you know, that phrase, uh, best year yet, sort of like, uh, you know, speaking it into existence, you know, from, from, from the get-go was something that I would talk to people I was hiring, uh, you know, from, from my director, Scott Farquharson, to, to everybody, to the teams, when I'd get on the phone with them and, and I'd say, you know what? Yeah, that was great. Last year was great, terrific, or that note, you, or that memory you have, but this will be the best year yet. Um, and it really was, to be honest, like the location was ridiculously beautiful. Uh, Charleston is incredible. I, I don't think you can underestimate uh, how great that was. Um, and we lucked out with our builder, you know, Hunter Quinn Homes and the development. Um, I don't know if you guys saw anything like on, on social last night. They actually had an event on the block last night. That's how, yes. that's how kind of hip and cool uh, Nexton is. 1,500 people showed up. Um, they played the, the show on a, on a big screen. They had food trucks. Like oh, they that's had, so they cool. Had like little uh, photo areas where you could hang out with a rock the block sign. You could tour the houses. So oh. they they were as excited to sort of be a part of this as 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 anybody really. So it was a really it was a home run I think across the board. And then the teams, you know, I don't know if we had. I shouldn't even probably say this. Like the Nate and Jeremiah booking of like a name that's just. <laughs> sort of like a Mount Rushmore name. I think we had really talented people, but I think I was also sort of potentially anticipating that it might not be uh, from a ratings perspective as big a deal. And, mm-hmm. and I was 100% wrong. I mean, it was an even bigger deal. It's cool that they were all on, I guess, like what you're saying from a name brand perspective, it seemed like they were all very much on equal footing for the most part. And they all had very specific different aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Did you choose them for that reason or what, what went into choosing the teams? I would love to say, I would love to take credit for a, for booking them and B for strategically. Um, there's a, there's the exec on the show. And the reason why I'm on rock the block, her name is Jody Shear, and she books the talent. She's sort of been there for all three seasons. She is the, the, uh, the, 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 the matri- matriarch's the wrong word, but she's the brains. <laughs> she's the, the the brains behind this. She works with a guy named Bob Kirsch. They bat around like who they've got and they know the schedules. I think not to get into the boring part of it, but we can want the biggest and the brightest and the greatest, but if they're taping their show during that time or they've been on the show already, we're constantly looking for who the right fit is. And, and before we end, I wanna hear your take on if, if we were lucky enough to ever do another one, who you, who you might want to have on it, but um, our dream cast. Ooh. Yeah, 
but you know, I think we were really lucky. I think it, it wasn't something we screamed about uh, in a big way, but uh, they were all family this year. Mm-hmm. They were married or they were siblings. There were three, three married couples and, and the twins. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a, another like sort of semi-unique part of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think that in some respects, not, not to overthink it, but the closeness, because uh, in season two, we put some people together. We put, uh, you know, Bromstead and Tiffany together. And Allison. They really knew each other, but, you know, under the Design Star banner uh, and Mike Holmes and Allison were kind of put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were great. They were amazing. But I think there was something about having your partner or your your best friend in the world. I think I've heard Lindsay and Leslie talk about that. You know, not only were they, you know, connected, but they've been connected for 40 years. Mm-hmm. I think that, and you see how close they are. Um, yeah, you get those, like, those moments, too, of, like, the real, like, bickering sometimes, too. Like, we did get a little, like, Egypt and Mike bickering or, the like, best. The that's twins my, being like, no, like do it, you know, so, and that's, that's what we can all relate to. My favorite part of the show, I think, is when you can see the realist, when you can see a real moment, uh, when, when uh, Leslie started to cry, mm-hmm. when they won the third episode, that's, that's so real and it's so amazing and beautiful. And, and mm-hmm. the fact that, uh, I mean, they worked so hard. I think that was her line, right? Ty says, hey, why can I ask why you're so emotional? And she says, it's just so hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it is hard. Uh, it, it's, 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 I think it's something that you see. I think you guys pick up on that. I think viewers see it. But in reality, their shows are, are, are much different than this show. I, I say, suffice to say, their hours, when they punch the clock, it's, it, it's definitely tighter and things are a little bit easier. They're out of their comfort zone. We ask them to do stuff that they don't normally do. Um, the twins, for example, were probably the only team this year that didn't have somebody that was like proficient building. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. And by the way, not that you have to be. You don't have to. We have, they, they have builders there building. But we, oh. we like to see everybody hands-on. So even though Mike and Dave and, and, and Keith and Evan are doing predominantly the what I would call the glamour projects or what they want to sort of do, you know, clearly to build a house in six weeks. Like there's a lot of people behind the scenes doing a lot of work. Right. So, it's not just like, cause Dave is like a master carpenter that doesn't really like, I mean, that gives them a little bit of a leg up, but it, it won't hinder another team from being able to participate who, who doesn't no, have someone no. skilled like so that. There was a, a beautiful little story, uh, in my opinion, of Lindsay and Leslie learning how to use equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave was teaching them. They were borrowing his stuff. We ended up getting them their own stuff. And there's even, you know, we didn't have time for it. And it's something I'm sure we'll talk about. They built a mirror uh, in, the main ep- in the main suites episode that they won like a eight foot tall mirror. They did the, uh, the, 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 with the reclaimed wood and they beveled in metal. It was like a, an advanced like class in, in how to make a, wow. a, a DIY mirror. And we just didn't have the time. That's too bad. I think yeah. I saw that in the, cause we got the screeners and I, it was a, it was a clip afterward. And I think it was, was it Allison judging that yeah. week? And she was like, what, what's it called? Metering? Mitering. Mitering, 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 and yeah. she was very impressed that they had figured that out. And so that they, was, yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool it was to watch really, them with the power saws. It was really cool. So I'm kind of bummed that like we, you know, but there's so much that doesn't make it. I know that, uh, uh, you know, 90 minute finale and 90 minute first show, you think there's plenty of time 
There's never enough time. Mm-hmm. Are there going to be bloopers? Here's a show. <laughs> the most important question I have to ask right now. There's a show next week uh, okay. in, in that time slot. I believe it's called Behind, uh, Behind the Block. And All right. we'll have uh, many of the things I'm talking about. I think they actually get everybody together for a group interview. Uh, there are some, uh, some behind the scenes moments and some blooper stuff. So you'll get to see that next week in, the, in that uh, Rock the Block time. Fantastic. Slot. We heard Dave was quite the practical joker. You know what? Dave, Dave is a prankster and he can hold his own, but the twins, you know, the twins, <laughs> they're, they're a force. They're just like a force of nature. They're, they're, they're amazing. Um, we saw the TP when they TP'd Egypt and, and Mike. They TP'd them. They did a thing with like one posters. Um, legitimately early on, I had to have a conversation with them because I felt like we weren't necessarily on the same page. Like in terms of like the, like I'm like, this is a tough, brutal design competition. And all the stuff that you want to pitch me is really not that. I love it. But I, I honestly had to sort of pull them inside and say, love, love collaborating, love the pitching, but just want to make sure you guys realize that like, we're going to be building, we're going to be designing and like doing this giant prank thing is not really, it's, 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 it's a spice. Like if we can spice that in, yeah. but it's not the, it's not the main course. Like what kind of things would they pitch you? Just like, like, oh, this would be so funny for on camera, like, like on camera things. I, I think they wanted to have like a, I, I, I'm not going to do their, their idea justice. So I apologize, Lindsay and Leslie. Uh, I think they wanted to have like a yard sale, like with, <laughs> with, with, with some stuff at some point. Um, no. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, it's awesome, but like not what we're, let's, let's get in that room. Like, cause we, we, we only have this much time to tell mm-hmm. the stories of these spaces that, you know, it takes, it took us till probably week five to get the TP thing in. So, <laughs> which, was, which was really fun. That was not the assignment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is a serious building competition. I mean, it is like those days are so long. Everyone's told us like, it's just, it's grueling. A lot of people said like, it's the hardest thing they've ever done. It is. And so it truly yeah. is. And, and for us too, because we're obviously there, if not longer, we're there, mm-hmm. you know, we, we open up the shop and we shut the lights off at the end of the day. And it's a long day for everybody. And we're not, I mean, we're honestly not trying to torture them. Uh, there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no pleasure that comes from them doing that, but it's the task at hand, you know, building and, and getting it done in a week, getting whatever, whatever we've, uh, you know, in a meeting or, or sort of mapped out, like, let's do, and I want to talk to Rachel, because I think you're, you're, I've heard you say like, there's too much going on sometimes. <laughs> and I'm um, easily overwhelmed though. So. I, I don't disagree that when you're doing uh, our managing you know, editor, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> she does. She's the best. Ever. <laughs> My whole job is multitasking. That's, a, that's a bad off. sign. You know, when in, in episode five, when you're finishing the exterior and the front porch and the side porch and the, and you know, all these different things, it, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot. That, I mean, that was astonishing to me week after week. It wasn't just overwhelming that they were doing, you know, so many spaces, but I don't know what am I trying to say here? These were big houses with a lot of different spaces in them. I mean, did, was that why you chose them? Was it to do more than you had done last season? I know you said you wanted it to be bigger, better. 
Oh yeah. We always wonder, we always wonder on these shows, like, like rock the block and battle on the beach. Like how do y'all find, cause I know season two of rock the block, um, you built the houses for them too. Yeah. to in in dallas georgia i think was the location dallas, georgia. yeah yeah uh, it was the corsini family and i don't know if you remember them from flipper flop atlanta mm-hmm. they but were they, the final judges in season two also. But they were the builder so they were contracted to buy that property and became the the owners of those homes uh and wow. they then sold them so that was a complete behind the scenes element interesting uh, whereas this year and, and in season one we in, in many respects, partnered with a gigantic, awesome builder. Uh, in season one, there were homes around them, I'm told. But in our year, what was important for me and for us was to sort of feel like we had our own world. We literally were the only four homes in a development that had it, hadn't started yet. Mm. So we didn't have to worry about like we could all our trucks and, and our catering and our, our, our whole footprint was sort of in that space. And it felt it felt more premium. Um, right. And it was interesting too. Who did we talk to Rachel? Uh, I think it was Egypt and Mike who said that they're beholden to an HOA. An HOA. Yeah. yeah. That's so, did, think, have you guys been beholden to HOAs in, in the past or was this in, the first in, year? Well, season one and season three, because of you're working with a developer that uh, you're, you're building in their world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, for the most part, um, you know, you're working together and they understand what your show is and everybody wants to help each other. But you right. know, there are times where a, where a color or a, a texture or, 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 you know, somebody wants to do something where they're like, you know what, we got to, we got to rein that back in again. Or a pool. Like someone, I think someone mentioned like we would have like when Jenny and Dave wanted to do a pool and it was like the HOA won't let them. You know what? I'm here to set the record straight. Oh, okay. Set us straight. That, to, be, to be honest, um, my understanding of it is and, and, you know, there's always probably more than one truth uh, to the story is that it was more a money thing. They ran out right. of money. They, they yeah. wanted a, and by the way, a pool in a week. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that's what I, I was like. Are you guys going to do like a container pool or like a plunge like pool? That? Yeah. A plunge they, pool. They, yeah. They were going to do that. They were going to do a container pool. And that was kind of on the board. And then as, as they, you know, weeks go by and you start spending your money trying to win, Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they, they spent that money elsewhere and, and, and they didn't have enough and it didn't have enough time. So that's where, why that went away. Um, uh, going back to something that Rachel, I think you'd asked that I might've glossed over is finding the cast is hard. Finding the location is, is also as hard. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, the, and the builder and the people that you want to, because if, the, if they're not on time, on schedule, like we can't do what we want to do. It, it completely... Right wreaks havoc on your production. So we had like incredible like partners this year and, and, and it, it, it went off without a hitch. Did you, do you want to go to, uh, you, you were asking us about our, our dream cast sure. or Rachel, do you have any thoughts? I heard I'm, somebody, yeah, I'm sorry. I heard somebody last night throw some stuff out on, uh, on Twitter. And yeah. I was, I was Natalie like, thinks that she and I should be a team actually. <laughs> Okay. And now that you've told us that we don't have to actually build anything, we can just direct people. That's yeah, that we, seems like it'll work for we us. We can just so. show up with like our mood board and be like, okay. <laughs> you'll have to be hands-on. You'll have to be uh, uh, doing doing the podcast during. 
Yeah. We'll build a podcast we, studio booth in, in the house. That'll be, we our, could come through and be like your boots on the ground or like your, your like met your women on the street, like getting the behind the scenes stuff. We could do that. I, I think there should be a podcast after the, after the decision. I think you'd get some really good, interesting stuff. Totally. If, if you could get them immediately after uh, that week in that ruling. Uh, yeah. After show. I, I do want to ask real quick before we go into our Dreamcast. Um, how did you keep Evan and Keith inspired every week? <laughs> oh, the, our poor, our poor sweet princes when they kept losing. Yeah. Did you have uh, to keep their spirits up or well, was they... it because did they just keep telling themselves Mika and Brian won and like they didn't win every week? So I think they knew that. I think we reinforced that uh, as well. Um, I, you know, as you saw at the finished house last night, I'm assuming you saw the, you know, the finale. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible, I mean, their design stuff is incredibly artistic and wonderful. Um, it had Egypt, they, Egypt was on the floor when she saw that bathroom. With, with her feet. I see yeah. her feet like raise up. Um, <laughs> I think that those guys, and I don't think I'm breaking any big news here. I think that they played the game differently. I yeah. think that Keith and Evan, the art, the art part of it and, and the creative kind of process is everything mm-hmm. for, for Keith. And I think that people uh, like their next door neighbors, Egypt and Mike played the game. Not that Egypt and Mike don't design beautifully. They do, they design incredibly, mm-hmm. but they, they, they think about the game in different terms and, and adding square footage is something that they, they came up with that I think was probably looking back on it the what did what did my what did Egypt call it the trifecta power move right yeah that was yeah. A, that was that a was trifecta it. power move yeah if ever there was one um you know you couldn't it, argue with it it's it's hard numbers it, mm-hmm. it's it's a, a math game and it's and- shocking that no other team did that like because Egypt and Mike told us that they got the plans before they went on the show so they could kind of decide with the if they want to do anything with the with the layout and I'm just surprised that like Jenny and Dave didn't think of the same, like, you know, I just people who have so much experience building homes that they just, yeah, I don't know. You know, and I don't know. Come on guys. No, <laughs> I don't know the answer as to why they were the only one, but I will tell you this. They not unlike the Kleinschmitz the year before who won nobody and they worked so hard. Everybody did, but they, Egypt and Mike worked around the clock. Mm-hmm. They would make a decision rethink that decision, change that decision, you know, and then that, that, that decision wouldn't be available to them and they'd have to go back. They didn't ever stop playing the game. Yeah. And I think it was stressful for them. And I think it was stressful for their, their build team. Um, but it's, a, you know, it's a testament to how important this was to them to sort of win. Yeah. Egypt's talked about how she wasn't necessarily that competitive, but, you know, after losing one week, Usually it takes two or three weeks before everybody's sort of like, all right. Right. Yeah. I remember seeing in season two, Nate Berkus shows up like week one and he's like, this is going to be fun to do with my husband. Like this will be, you know, and then weeks <laughs> two and three, he's like, I want to win this. Day. And this, especially when they got their first win, I think it was week three um, or week four or something. He was like, yeah, like he was so excited was, more than I've ever yeah. seen. So it it's funny. Shawshank Redemption shot above. 
Yes. It was like the rain was coming down. <laughs> it was so funny to see Mr. Like Mr. Oprah's designer, Nate Burke is so excited, but yeah, no, I can see how it gets people really into it because you're putting so much blood, sweat and tears into your designs. And again, it seemed like everybody had a lot of fun on set. Any speaking of, is there anything in particular that stuck out to you? Like the funnest or funniest moment while filming or, or after hours? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know they were having fun at the finale, (laughs) at the finale. uh, We wait for night to sort of make it more impactful. And the fireworks were like epically supersized this year. It went on forever. Um, so in order to light that set properly and sort of get everything set up, you know, they had, you know, they had a little bit of time, you know, that's a light day for them. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, they, they, you know, they, they didn't even get to show the folks around. Um, so they, you know, needless to say, I think there was some drinking and I think there was some dancing and some singing and, and a kind of a kumbaya, kind of like uh, end of camp kind of Aww. moment that was going on, so which sweet. I thought was really sweet Yeah. Um, beforehand. Uh, it's so good to see them. You know, it's like misery loves company, right? You know, it's like you're sort of put together with these people, you're competing, mm-hmm. but then you can't help but love and bond with, uh, you know, your, your, your partners in crime. So it was And really- they've all gone through it. Like they're all like, we just did this giant thing together. And it'll, it'll, you know, I know that, uh, that Lindsay Leslie and uh, Keith and Evan and, and the Mars are pretty tight, like to this day, like they keep, you know, they're, they're, they're they talk uh, or text, you know, daily or, or mm-hmm. daily. And uh, I think the same thing happened the first season. It's like, you know, you, you feel like you went to war with these people and, and they share a unique bond forever. I'm curious to see what, you know, who, who joins that family, that rock the block family. And I want to hear what you guys thought. Okay, so back to that. <laughs> Natalie, I know you had a, a I thought. have one team in mind. So I we, we got to speak to Paige Turner, um, who was a judge this season. Like, I think she would be fantastic on the show. I think she should bring along her contractor, Mitch. <laughs> I think we have a small crush on, on Mitch. That would be fun <laughs> to watch every week. Um, who else, Rachel? Who else are we thinking? I mean, now that we know that it can be, it doesn't have to be like, one contractor handy person type person and then one more like designery person. I think the only criteria that you may or may not realize is that mm-hmm. all the competitors have a show. Yeah. All the, all the competitors have an HGTV show. Right. And the only judge in my memory, I love the stats, by the way. I love the, the sort of behind the scenes like uh, stats that uh, Jordan Knight was the only non-HGTV person to judge. And it showed... So I think that, you know, uh, as we said, Jordan came at it from a different perspective. He came at it from his, his own buyer's perspective. Sure. Um, and I think his brother was very comfortable. You know, he has appeared on his brother's show. Right. And uh, I think that their camaraderie, I think, was a, as you saw from the announcement of them, it was like, what other judge got, you know, the, the history of the show got that kind of a reaction like, what? You know, um, totally. But, yeah. But yeah. from a design standpoint, I can understand how it was. It was it, it's just different. They're all different. Right. I would love to see if any of these teams were actually willing to go through it again. I would love to see an all stars. I, yeah. I think you're not alone in that opinion uh, or that feeling. And 
I think it's, I think some of the, I think it's definitely something that's being discussed. I think it's a little bit down the road. I also you, think uh, Aaron and Ben Napier. I was just going to ask, have you, have you tried to get the Napiers? I know that oh. they're like the, the hot HGTV yeah. folks. Yeah. The hot <laughs> ticket right now. I was telling you about our executive, Jody Shear. Uh, Jody is actually a, an executive on hometown. And uh, I think Ben and Aaron are, are, are not somebody that will appear on the show, I think, because they're so busy. Yeah. It's basically the gist that I get. And they do hometown takeover. Uh, you know, they're involved in other stuff. And 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 you know, I want to point out again, we we were basically stealing you for for six six weeks. Yeah. Um and live base live and, and and be away from your comforts and your family for the most right. part. Uh so it's not for everybody. Right. Um so I, I don't think you'd see Ben and Aaron there. Um, I mean, anything Christina Hawk is also like people, Christina people Hall. love Christina yeah. Hall, Christina Hawk, Christina <laughs> Musa. Yeah. I don't know if she is kind of just wants to focus more on her own show, but that would be, I'm sure people would love to see her get into it, especially since her husband, I think he's a, in construction. Her, he's her a realtor. New, I think her new husband. Yeah. yeah I think the new, new husband's a realtor, I believe. Yeah. 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 So that would be interesting. I loved. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, just I, I loved. I love Leanne Ford and her brother Steve. <laughs> I I loved seeing them on season one. Sorry, that's all. <laughs> Leanne is is the uh, Keith and Evan, or I should say Keith. I know bows at the altar of Leanne. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember him saying like, "Does Kelly Worsler care who thinks about her? Does 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 Leanne care what people think about her? Like, no. Like, they just do their own thing. So." And, and if you look back, they played the game the same. You know, Leanne did some incredible stuff, but Leanne may not have, you know, I'm talking out of school because I didn't do that show. Uh, but like, I didn't get the feeling that Leanne was the most competitive or really cared how if she won. She group. just wanted to design a beautiful home. And that's, that's what she did. I mean, yeah, she took out like the molding and stuff and left the floors like concrete. Like that's just because she's like, no, it's like perfectly imperfect. And that's my style. Um, that kind of leads me to a question that I've been seen floating around, like on Reddit and stuff since the finale, um, people want there to be some way to incorporate a judging criteria for, um, design or like, you know, some, something that's very subjective. Um, and I know that all of the judges each week are told, pick the winner based on what you think adds the most value. And that's the way to do it the most objectively. Have you guys behind the scenes discussed a way to add that subjective bit into it? If it's having viewers vote kind of like an American idol sort of thing, or like, I you know like that. To, to answer your question, honestly, uh, it's probably some, the, the fan component is something that we're beginning to talk about in broader terms, mm -hmm. um, how to get the, how to get the fans more involved in aspects of the show. Um, and we'll have to figure out if we can, we can achieve that because we shoot so early and, and, and have to edit. So, oh, I see. Uh, I see. Yeah. So it's not as simple as you would think it to be, but it, it, it's also not impossible. I think that you can have, it's certainly if you're looking to get a reaction out of the, the teams on site that like America said, you know, the judge thought you won Rachel, but like America loved Natalie. Right. Well, and maybe it could be taken into account at the very end. So I think there's a way to sort of try and figure out how to do it. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I think that it's something we're talking about. I think as to the judging, it's not necessarily anything that we've discussed is broken mm-hmm. at the moment. I think we understand that as producers, uh, first of all, you know, we love that everybody has a different, you know, uh, you know, team that they root for, or maybe that's mm-hmm. my team. But I would say for the most part, and I have to check out Reddit, I will say for the most part, I get the feeling that people understand why somebody is one every week. Yeah. It's, it's not like, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, it's like, I wanted my guy to win. That's but, a good point. Yeah. But, but I, I do understand why adding square footage or, or whatever it was won. Um, right. You know, I think that the weekly uh, judgings are, are more subjective, even though I am and, and my team is there saying, here's the criteria that we want you to judge by. Mm-hmm. Um, but what goes through someone's ears and into their brain and sort of what comes out may in fact be different for every, every single one of them that comes through. Sometimes th- it's two. Yeah. I think the week that people were the most um, like, I don't know who's going to win was uh main suites because you had like the twins doing this like dynamite bathroom amazing kitchen or amazing kitchen amazing closet um with the washer dryer that probably put them over the edge um but then you also had egypt and mike doing a fantastic bathroom and bedroom and really beautiful luxury closet as well and i think they even had one for like a his and hers closet um it, and you know, that, that was the most, that was the hardest one behind the scenes too. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, that makes any, if that makes you or anyone feel uh, better about it. But, <laughs> but what I will say also is the deciding factor there was value. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the challenges. We, you, there were two challenges and the first was a, building material or or a design materials challenge. So each team had to choose a common material that would be found in like a a Carolina home, kind of. We felt like they were materials that we could at least say were from, or or either literally from the area, like Mm -hmm. uh, sweet grass baskets. Right. Like completely of the area. That no Uh, one uses the baskets. Nobody (laughs) did. Uh, Obviously it's a coastal city. So the, uh, the sailboat fabric, uh, but that, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, of, uh, of producing to sort of come up with those elements to sort of challenge them a little bit um, underneath that bridge, which was incredible. Uh, yeah, that was a cool location. They yeah. said they were freezing. You guys the froze one them day out. We take, we take them out, really. I mean, you know, we... we <laughs> We, Fun we, field trip. <laughs> we took him on a big field trip and it was so cold. Yeah. I love every time that there is a text from Ty. I just love Keith's reaction. I'm just like, oh, great. I don't have time for a break. I can't. Yeah. I can't do we get time. to do more work? Yeah. And meanwhile, the twins are like, road trip. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, the, the, the differences between them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was that challenge. And did you guys, did you as the producers think that there was one material that everyone was going to go for? I think that we thought, I think we probably thought the sweetgrass baskets, while I think we thought they'd go because it was such a, it's so indicative of the area um, Mm -hmm. that somebody would use it, whether or not it was a great material to work with in terms of like what you'd make out of it. You know, it's funny. I think Egypt had said to you guys that she, she has a love-hate relationship with the challenges. Do you feel like, as do I, by the way, uh, they're very hard to throw at the talent who have such 
a heavy workload. Right. Uh, so I almost, there's a part of me that almost feels bad that we're coming at them with something else that they're going to need to spend hours and hours on. Do you feel like as viewers and, and uh, you know, yeah. do, you, do you love the challenges? Do you love yeah. The, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it, it, it's a much appreciated twist, Good. I would say. Yeah. So, I think I might like to see separate winners for the challenges, um, like maybe a separate cash prize. That way, we, you we know, discussed, we, we have discussed that. And, and, and at least as of uh, up to now, um, I think that uh, and, you, and I think you'll, you'll appreciate this because I think the thought was, it's, it might be too confusing to sort of reward somebody in the challenge um, and crown a winner there and then have an, an overall winner. Uh, yeah, because it's like, a, if you were the winner for the challenge, why weren't you the winner for the ram I just, or whatever? Yeah. Like I didn't, for instance, like I didn't necessarily think the doghouse was indicative of Egypt and Mike's overall backyard. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was cute, but should it have... I think they all chose to, to tackle that. That's the problem with the challenge. As much as we lean on them to take them, uh, take them for real and, and sort of significantly, uh, you know, create something, you're really at the mercy of everything else that's going on with the house at that time. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, Dave and Jenny doing the boat thing was a really like they they would be the A students, in my opinion, of totally. that. Totally. Yeah. Of Rachel, that Rachel, Rachel. I, <laughs> hard disagree. I think they 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 took something from the coastal disagree. area. I know that you had some issues with it, but from a <laughs> from a strategy and work and putting in the time and the story of it. The story, yeah. For me was a home run. I think it was, that, it was cute. <laughs> I think the execution of some of that stuff, and by the way, that's part of the story too. When, when poor Keith, uh, his plasma cutter uh, wasn't, wasn't working, he's going to cut out these giant sort of palm fronds out of metal and curve them over, and it just wasn't going to happen. Oh, so then they but, had to stick with the dog bed. Just but plug. You know, that, that's part of the game, you know. It like, is. It I, is. Yeah, you take a risk, and it might not work out. I like um, the idea of. I think in season one, y'all went to the, um, or not y'all, the teams went to the Rose Bowl flea market, which was really cool. I loved that. I love like a shopping challenge. We were going to do a Rose Bowl uh, this year because uh, okay. Charleston has, uh, you know, uh, shopping areas uh, that would have been conducive to that. And that was mm -hmm. one that I think they hold up as like, this is a really great challenge. Um, but, you know, to be honest, the pandemic uh, was still in effect. Totally. Yeah. And taking, allowing them to sort of go out, uh, you know, in the Charleston market or, or in other places, just wasn't, yeah. we dreamed of it. We'd hoped it could happen. And it, ultimately it wasn't, it were, that would have been a third. It's a big logistical thing. I can, I can see. Yeah. You know, that's the thing partially for me is like, we've done both these seasons in a pandemic. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy. Outside, with when Matt. did you, when did you film this season? Was it 2020? Well, we, we no, we shot this season uh, last. We started in October of uh, of 2021. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's not all that long ago in terms of no, it's on. it's not. Yeah. So and we finished right before Thanksgiving. So um, you know things were beginning to sort of open up a little bit, but not from a production standpoint. Right. Not from an on set sort of mm -hmm. testing, multi, you know, two or three days a week. 
and just sort of how you go about your business, you know, how you're, you're protective of the different zones on a set. And uh, it definitely adds to the, the craziness of doing a show like this. I'm sure. Yeah. What else, Rach? Well, I need to know if the houses are for sale now or when they will be on the market. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they will definitely be on the market. I do think that they're probably quietly, if not on the MLS, being actively shopped um, prior. I, think I have that- home alerts on for Somerville. Of course you do. Of course you I'm, do. I'm waiting. I think <laughs> Unless you, you want to give me a heads up when they, when they come on the market, so we'd love to write can, about them. You can, uh, you can buy that house. You can buy a house. And I will tell you that the appraisals that we did in November, this is great for you guys, uh, were, you know, they were higher than we expected them to be. Um, and they are even more like the, the value that the, the asking price uh, or what they will sell for will be significantly above where we were. So when That's we announced great. last night that the winning house was 931, uh, you'll be shocked uh, when, Think you hear, higher. when you hear what, what a couple of them or one of, you know, or what the, the high, the highest uh, bidded, you know, yeah. I mean, Egypt and Mike's, you have six bedrooms, five baths. Like that's that a beautiful, that beautiful house. brick house. I think like, that house is close to being done uh, in terms of the sale. I, I think that they probably wanted to wait um, to maximize uh, the the television show in terms of the marketing qualities of the demand. A, yeah. A home okay. there. Um, and, but I do feel like there is somebody that is, is, uh, is really into the uh, Egypt house. I think my last question is, Patrick, which house would you buy? I, you know, I, it's such a lame answer that I'm going to give you. It's like I, naming a favorite child, right? Yes. I think it's like that. I, I, I'm of the Frankensteining of uh, the Frankenstein approach. Well, let's, of like, let's Frankenstein it. Yeah. What's your favorite kitchen? What's your favorite bedroom? I am drawn to Dave and Jenny's kitchen. Although I thought Egypt's kitchen was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my wife would be in the Egypt uh, camp. And I think uh, there's a calmness uh, and a, a slightly more minimalist kind of component to Dave and Jenny's that speaks to me a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that Egypt's kitchen was amazing. And, and that brick, that uh, backsplash that was horrible or horrifying to her was one of the, one of the better parts of that, one of the better components. So um, I like that a lot. I think the exteriors... I mean, I kind of like the twins uh, story. I don't know if the paint on the main house was my favorite, but I was standing the brick, the, the brick, the beat up tumbled brick kind of like this was a structure that used to live here. And then we totally. added another one. I like the story of that. Um, I like the materials, how everybody sort of used uh, some cedar shake with some board and batten and the metal roof, like in the brick. And, you know, and, and I think that, I'm drawn to that. Um, I don't know. Master Suite. I think, I don't, you know, I think the wet room concept was great um, that the twins had. They sort of had the uh, everything. Oh, the big, huge. Yeah. And everything in there, the tub included, was in this wet this wet room kind of zone. That's a trend, right, Rachel? Are we going to see like a wet room trend more and more? Yeah. I love that they did that, that they were mm-hmm. alone and sort of, uh, for the reasons you just described, it's like, it's a, it's a thing that's happening in the world and it, it should be 
included on the show. Right. Um, I love that Egypt and Mike did the high pads, the concrete pads outside that were at, at that level. Mm-hmm. Connected. Yeah. I think that was super smart. Yeah. Um, I don't think that, uh, I don't know. I'm, I think in the hot tub television camp, I think that me too, dude, me too. Uh, Rachel is, <laughs> it's, it's weird. The, the whole world is topsy turvy cats and dogs. I, I don't know. I, I love a hot tub. I liked it more when I saw it. The, again, I come back to the vantage point. I, I was seeing Jenny and Dave's backyard from a different angle last night than, um, than I had before. I think I'm, I'm like, never going to turn down a hot tub. I love a hot tub. Just saying it's hot in Charleston. Yeah, I think that, and, and Mina, you know, if you, it, I think she later said that she just did one with a television. Right. But, but I also love, and this is what I love about the conversation, uh, is that, you know, she also said it's not going to, it's not going to add value. It's not going to yeah, bring money. A hot tub doesn't add value, yeah. But it may connect with, you know, certain buyers that want that dream of. Right. I think that's a thing too, of, of uh, probably more so than a wet room of like, oh man, if I had a yard and I had a hot, hot tub and a. Uh, we could watch TV. Now, granted, you're right. You're not going to sit in there for three hours to watch a, you know, a movie or a game. Yeah. Human um, or, you sh- or you shouldn't be. Um, but it's still a cool thing to have in, in, in the, in the, in the, right. Tournament. A curly, Q, a, cur- a curly Q slide doesn't add value either, but that's pretty freaking awesome that Dan yeah, and Jetty added that. that. And, yeah. they, and, they, and obviously they're smart enough to know that like a bathroom would have been the call. They yeah, they said that yeah. On the appraisal sheet, but the, and that's what I love about Dave and Jenny. It's like they were like, you know what? We just want to just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And I will tell yeah. you this: the, the the most fun moment to your earlier question, from a pure joy standpoint, every single one of those judges went down that slide, and, <laughs> and, and or or teams, I should say, went down that slide, and they facially looked like they were 12 every multiple times and laughing and (laughs) and just it was like such a great stress relief moment for them good that's awesome and and obviously when they get to see each other's places is the best that just seems like the most fun day ever you just get to tour houses with like your new best friends like that's awesome it's great to hear what they have to say you know egypt now finally egypt who in some respects could rightfully say I should have won every single space can go in their kitchen and go, all right, I get it. I see why I lost. Yeah, yeah that know? was, that was, I was surprised that she said that to Jenny and Dave, but no, it's cool. It's really cool to see that. Patrick, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us going, going in depth. And, uh, we were sad that rock the block is over, but it sounds like, you know, good things are on the horizon. So cheers, so. cheers to a, a wonderful season. Thank you. Uh, it's been incredibly fun to listen to you guys talk about the show. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I don't think I've ever had the opportunity um, to work on something and then have people talk about it uh, <laughs> in a podcast kind of way. So I think uh, it was really, really kind of neat. So thank you. Awesome. We love yeah. it. We'll have to have you back. So thank you so much. Yep. Thanks guys. Thank you, Patrick. Bye. Okay. Right, bye. I thoroughly enjoyed that deep dive. I mean, that we just had with Patrick. We always say this, but could have stayed on for hours. Just to truly, could have just talked about Ty Pennington for another hour. <laughs> like he's 
thank you so much, Patrick, for, for getting in contact with us and, you know, being so open about talking about the show and letting us in on everything that goes through a, a, a producer's mind when making these types of shows. Yeah. It was fun to um, play, uh, play producer for an afternoon. Absolutely. Harder than it looks, if, I think. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's a lot of balls in the air. Um, if you want to hear any of our other recaps of Rock the Block, please check out former episodes. If you could give us a five-star rating on your podcast app, scroll down there, find the stars, hit the five, uh, or write us a review. That would be so awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to get episodes delivered straight to your device so you don't miss a conversation, hit subscribe. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, our inbox is open. As we noted earlier in the show, we are reading your emails and taking your feedback and um, appreciating your commentary. So email us. We are podcast at realtor.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Let us know which show we should recap next. Yeah. Did you did you like our recaps? Do you want to hear us talk about more HGTV shows? Um, which shows are you excited about? I know there's some good ones coming. Maybe not even HGTV shows like Selling Sunsets coming up. The Home Edit on Netflix. The Home Edits. Yeah, we've 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 discussed season one of The Home Edit. Maybe we can dive in and see what those ladies and Sum- Sumner are up to again. <laughs> Sawyer Sumner. What was her name? You have a better memory of that than I do. (laughs) Anyway, let's close this up. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.